than not, I'm getting a lot more views. I'm getting a lot more traffic to the small podcast that I hold dear to my heart. Even though it's only been a few weeks, um, starting from October 29th, 2020, and from there, November 1st, 2020, 2021 rather, uh, do apologize, it's, it's been a long few weeks, it's been a long two years, you know, but what I mean to say is that, um, we're gonna have to get into this day one pay-per-view, and the first thing that I noticed from day one, and no pun, no pun intended, I, I just mean from the pay-per-view event entitled Day One is that it's hard to hear Michael Cole because of some bumping rap music playing in the background. And, um, it sounds like Cole is screaming at the top of his lungs, much like Beth Phoenix was at the, um... If you go back and watch the War Games pay-per-view, you'll see what I'm talking about. Beth Phoenix had a hard time talking over the music that was being uh, played in front of her um, whenever she was on commentary. Beth Phoenix had a hard time talking over that um, music, whatever it was that they were playing there. And I mentioned it there, too, at the beginning of uh, the episode there, that... She was trying to speak, and for some reason, someone just kept turning up the music, and then they were asking her questions, and she was, like, trying to stay focused, but there was just music everywhere. Like, it was just blurring, blumping, bumping. Uh, They're having a good old time, having a party. You know, this is a wrestling pay-per-view. This is not a fucking concert. Turn the music down. I don't care who sponsored it. I don't care if you're playing Sweet Home Alabama. I don't care if you're playing Kid Rock. Uh, rock on, rock on. Uh, roll on, roll on. Whatever Kid Rock sings these days. I uh, forget the name of the song that I'm trying to uh, reference. I don't know if it's called Rock On or Roll On or what it's called. It sounds like a stick of deodorant. You know, you're, you're rolling it on. Anyway, enough with the cheesy jokes. Um, it sounds like Cole is screaming, honestly. Michael Cole, he, he's doing a really, really terrible job um, trying to commentate until... Good good evening, ladies and gentlemen. And now it's, it's nice to hear you. There was a segment on um, Family Guy. It, this would probably explain it a little bit better. But there was a segment on Family Guy called Really Loud Trumpet. And in Really Loud Trumpet, um, the man is trying to talk. And for some reason, there's this trumpet that keeps getting louder and louder and louder. And he, the only part I remember is that he's like uh, talking about, We'll have to bring in somebody from Yonkers! <laughs> and then it, the camera cuts almost like, away a little bit further and then it shows this guy playing this trumpet while this guy's trying to talk that's how it felt okay I was trying to watch and listen to what Michael Cole had to say but it became abundantly clear and uh, it, I'm sorry that I'm spending too much time talking about it you know because it's it's not something it's it's a nitpick you know it's it's a very small thing I've spent five minutes talking about it almost seven minutes talking about it but the point is that it's it's something that you wouldn't expect to see nor hear on a wrestling pay-per-view people understand that WWE if you're listening turn the music down okay you're not on my street and Believe it or not, on my street, during the summertime, there's people who always bump their music. They gotta go past my house. It's like small dick energy, okay? It's like the the louder your speaker, 
you're compensating for something. The louder your speaker, the smaller your dick. Guarantee you. Guarantee you. But anyway, uh, the music sounds like that he's saying, straightening, 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 gotta go straightening, 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 gotta go straightening, straightening, straightening. Am I annoying yet? Because I feel like that I am. I'm losing my breath here trying to tell you guys that Migos, whoever they are, they need to stick to flipping burgers because music is not their strong suit. I suppose that's just my opinion. And once again, this is not a music um, podcast. I'm not here to, to bash anybody's musical beliefs or be like, hey, Andre 3000 sucks. The only good song that he has goes, hey, yeah, hey, yeah, and involves him clapping uh, ten times on a, on a loop, I guess. Not anything wrong with Andre 3000. The point, of course, that I'm trying to make is that, okay, there is no point. The point is, if there was a point that um, music is subjective, okay? And I'm not about to spend another ten minutes talking about this. It's a small nitpick. WWE, turn your music down. The bells and the whistles, they'll only take you so far. Okay, because I'm about really, really close to closing my laptop and just giving you a one out of five stars on this whole entire pay-per-view because of this one little nitpick, because it bothered me so much. Now that that's out of the way, and I mean it, now that that's out of the way, let's get to the actual contests. At the beginning of the program, they tell us that, oh, yeah, while, while Cole's being um, extremely uh, talked over by the Migos, screaming, straightening, 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 gotta go straightening. Once again, sorry. While he's being talked over, he tells us that <clears throat> Roman Reigns has COVID-20. I mean, I mean, COVID-19. And, um... Of, for whatever reason, we start the first. We start the first match. My cat is um being an asshole, and I don't know why. Okay, we start the first match of the evening, and it is for the WWE SmackDown Tag Team Championships. Hopefully, I did uh Justin Roberts some justice, even though he's not um. He's he's on AEW now, okay? So hopefully I did him some justice. Hopefully I I, I did a good thing. <clears throat> we get Kofi and Woods representing the New Day. Okay, cats, we're gonna have to stop. This is not this is not a good time right now. We get Kofi and Woods representing the New Day, and we get the Usos representing the Bloodline, Jimmy and Jay. Okay, sorry about that once again. I have animals, and um, they're not cooperating tonight. Honestly, this match was a lot of back and forth, a lot of uh, hard-hitting uh, left and right. Uh, it was everything and then some. This was probably, debatably, the best match on the card, if not the second best match on the card. Because there was a match that I enjoyed a lot more than this one. But it kind of sucks whenever you're watching a wrestling pay-per-view, or for that matter, any pay-per-view, whether it be boxing, wrestling, UFC, um, which, hockey. I don't know if hockey sells pay-per-views. They probably don't. Because I've actually watched hockey with my um, neighbor 
and he never talks about any hockey pay-per-views. Oh, no, this is exclusive to the NHL NHL network or anything like that. This is not a sports podcast, by the way. I'm getting a little bit carried away. My point, of course, is, and it always will be, is that um, wrestling takes balls and all the other sports just play with them. Let's put it that way. What a... What I'm driving home at is the fact that um, this match, if your first contest is like your pinnacle, is that if that if that is like the the top ash that you're going to reach, the the peak of your performance is your top or your first rather your initial contest on a card full of matches. You have a problem. The point of having more than one match on a wrestling card is to raise the bar a little bit. Is to, like, for instance, you might have a one-on-one match, and then the second match be a one-on-one hardcore match. The third match be a one-on-one Hell in a Cell match. The fourth match be an Inferno match. The fifth match be a casket match. The sixth match be an ambulance match. The seventh match be a stretcher match. And the eighth match be a buried alive match. And then right there, you have eight eight matches on a card, not including the uh, pre-show, which I'm not talking about because I never watched the pre-show for this particular event. Uh, all I seen was uh, apparently Ridge Holland got his nose broke by uh, uh, what's his name, Ricochet. There we go. Um, Ridge Holland got his nose broke by Ricochet um, off of a botched 450 splash, or uh, as he was doing the as he was doing the flip for the 450 splash, uh, someone was throwing. Ricochet onto Ridge Holland and Holland got his nose broke. They pointed that out. But nonetheless, Kofi and Woods were absolutely on top of things. And the bloodline, it was it was like, oh, he's got him. He's got him beat. One, two, kick out. One, two, kick out. Oh, and another near fall, and another near fall, and another near fall. There were like four times in this match where I thought for sure that the New Day had won the championship, had ended the entire reign of the bloodline or the uh, Usos, the the family, whatever you want to call them. Uh, I feel like that the bloodline should be Roman and the Usos. Whereas though that um, the just the Usos should be called the Usos, but Michael Cole kept kept calling them the Bloodline. Maybe he just forgot that they were called the Usos, and he just kept calling them the the Bloodline. Nonetheless, uh, Roman wasn't wrestling tonight. Um, the reason being is of course because he has the uh, COVID nineteen. And had that been the case, oh, I don't know if this is going to get censored or not. That is right. Yeah, because it does get censored on YouTube whenever you say the word COVID-19. Get out of there. Under that blanket. Stupid cat. Get out of there. Quick. Playing with my wire. Playing with my uh, microphone wire. I gotta kick its ass. Okay. Anyway... And I know I keep saying anyway a lot, but I keep getting thrown off. We don't see new tag team, SmackDown tag team champions. All in all, I feel like that's a good thing. Um, There were times where I thought that the New Day had it won and I was on the edge of my seat for every, and I mean for every, Every splash, every super kick, every DDT, every uh, float over, every near fall, everything. I mean everything, every submission, every uh, counter to a submission, every roll up, 
every eye rake and every chop in the corner. Everything that was happening in this match, I was on the edge of my seat for. And the first match, I'm not hard to impress people. The first match got a 5 out of 5 rating from me. And then I thought to myself, wow, if that's the first match of this event, or for that matter, if that's the first match of 2021, strap in folks, we might be in for a ride. And I'm talking one of those rides that you don't want it to stop. Like the song says from Saliva, like nothing you've ever seen before, watch closely as I open this door. The point, of course, is that this match was beautiful, this match was amazing, this match was off the charts, off the chains, and it was perfecto. Let's put it that way. If you speak Italian, you know what I said. But if you don't, I do apologize. Take a seat. Let's learn Italian together. What do you say? Because I don't know Italian. Hell, I barely know Spanish. But anyway, we get a we get an interview with Big E where he says, I will walk through fire, and he will remain still your WWE champion. He basically says, nobody is going to take this championship from me. He said, when Rosa Parks stood up, not giving her seat to the white man, he said, he's not going to give his championship to the white man. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He didn't say that. Shut up. Shut up. That was funny. You know, Black History Month is coming up. I, I, I mean, I'm not racist or anything. February's coming up, Black History Month. Y'all get a whole month. Imagine that. Um, please don't demonetize me. But anyway, um, the next match that we've got is MoCap. Oh, okay, okay. That's right, that's right. Okay, so this match took me... Okay, okay. So this match caught me off guard. I thought for sure Drew McIntyre would have it over in like three and a half minutes because it's typical WWE. Anyway, the next match was um, um, Riddick Moss, Riddick Madcap Moss uh, facing off against Drew McIntyre. And honestly, it was awesome. It was amazing. It was beautiful. It was a contest almost like no other that I'd seen before. And this match was off the chain. It was, and like I said, the last match was, it was really good, right? Right? I mean, it is really good for a tag team match. We had it left, we had it right, we had a whole bunch of super kicks, we had a good fight, we had a good laugh. You know, everybody was there. Your Uncle Johnny, he was drinking martinis. It, the point is, you were there. You know, you, you watched it. You've seen what happened. Day one shaped out to be a great pay-per-view or so it looked like, right? And it looked like it was going downright beautiful. And here we go. We're, we're almost creasing the top of the, the mountain here. <clears throat> and the funny thing is that even... While I was watching this, I was wondering to myself, where is the man that they want to replace Roman Reigns? Where is... Oh, bullets, what's his name? Oh my god, I can't believe I can't remember. Damien Priest, holy crap. Can't believe that I almost forgot this man's name. Now that's about like one of those moments on my YouTube channel whenever I forgot um, who Chris Sabin was. Can you imagine not knowing who one half of the Motor City Machine Guns is? Well, if you didn't watch that video on my YouTube channel, I once forgot, and I spent like three and a half or five and a half minutes sitting there in front of a camera looking like a dumbass, 
almost staring blankly into the camera, asking myself, oh man, Alex Shelley and who? Alex Shelley and who? Who's the next man? Oh man, who's the other half of the Motor City Machine Guns? Oh, what's his name? What's his name? You wanna know what the funny part is? I know like ten people named Chris. How could I not think of his name? Anyway, halfway through this match, I remember thinking to myself, where is the man that they plan on having Roman Reigns be um, replaced by? Because John Cena got replaced by Roman Reigns, right? Hulk Hogan got, got um, replaced by Steve Austin, right? Well, I mean, that one's debatable. Hulk Hogan got replaced like ten times. But what I mean is, Hogan got replaced by Steve Austin, or by Bret Hart, or by Mankind. The point that I'm trying to make is that eventually Roman Reigns is going to need to be replaced. And they've already set somebody in place to replace him, if you think about it. Because he's hanging out with the celebrities, not, not Reigns, but the, the man in question. Um, I forgot his name again. What do you know? Um, <laughs> here we go again, folks. Strap in. It's gonna be a. It's gonna be a long day. Um, hang on. I'll, I'll remember it again. That's not it. The point that I'm trying to make here is the fact that Riddick Moss and um, Drew McIntyre had a beautiful, beautiful match. Okay, and I rated it four out of five stars. Just because it caught me off guard, it was somewhat, uh, it was breathtaking and beautiful. Quiet! Sorry, I'm talking to my cat. Um, I have to babysit animals now because they don't want to listen. And um, it, it's this cat's trying to get into a candle and I don't want it to burn its face off. A lit candle, by the way. Damien Priest, that's his name. Damien Priest. Holy crap, it took me this long to remember his name. I'm so sorry, ladies and gentlemen. It's not that I'm it's not that I'm slow or any of of the um anything that you might think. It's it's just that um, Priest has a hard name to remember, you know? Like, I should think Damien Sandow, but whenever I think of his, whenever I think of Priest's face, I don't exactly think, oh, that's Damien. And in case you forgot, or in case you, you didn't listen, like last week's episode of Raw, not last week, I'm sorry, two weeks ago on Raw, wherever um, Damien Priest had an opponent, they kept talking about the fact that he was like Mr. Jackal, or he was like Jackal and Mr. High, just for the fact that uh, every time that the man would say something, every time that the man would do something, rather, oh, you don't want to see that Damien side come out of him. Oh, you, you better be careful. He might he might uh, go Damien on you. Like, is Mr. Priest somebody different than Damien? Mr. Jackal and, or Jackal, Jackal and Mr. Hyde, or whatever... It's kind of like a split personality type deal type thing that you've seen in media before. The only problem is they never brought it up before, you know? They never mentioned it whenever the man was debuting. They never made not one semblance to it. Think about Bray Wyatt, for instance. Wyatt had this transition into the whole um, Fiend character. The Undertaker, for instance. The Undertaker had this whole transition from the dead man to the American badass you know like I could see that because that's that's proper evolution of a character but whenever you're talking about Damien Priest you just don't go from uh, hey everybody I'm gonna go out on a tour with the bad bunny and he's gonna do Cheetos commercials and um, whenever he comes back and uh, he might hold the 24-7 championship too for a little bit he might take it off of R-Truth, who, by the way, was a main event talent whenever, like, 2014, 
2011, but no, we're just going to forget about that too, because reasons, there's no other reason other than the fact that, I guess, we just don't like our truth for whatever reason. I mean, he's smart, he's funny, he's entertaining, he's a breath of fresh air on the microphone, he's got a good gimmick, and he's relatable for that matter. Um, I mean, if you go on YouTube and then you look at um, our truth and the whole... Um, he's got a good funny compilation that's that's my point every time that you're looking up an r-truth video you're gonna laugh and i'm sorry that we're getting carried away here i really am and this is supposed to be a pay-per-view review and i'm talking about everything under the sun because there's a lot that i've got to get off my chest believe it or not <coughs> but um anyway Kevin Owens, wouldn't you know it, they they decided to give Kevin Owens interview time. What a waste of interview time, am I right? <laughs> okay, I'm not laughing anymore. The point is, is that Owens calls Sami Zayn his soulmate? I put a question mark there. Um, he then, he then, um... He then cries about Brock being added to the match, uh, to the main event. I mean, originally this was supposed to be a one-on-one -on -one match between Seth Rollins and Big E Langston, and that's what it was announced as, if I remember correctly. And you know what the funny part is? The next person in line to be added to that match, because Sami Zayn got hurt and because... Roman Reigns got COVID-19. So they had to throw a swerve ball and make Roman not even relevant, in a way. Here's how I would have booked it. it okay, it just, just I know that we're not there yet. We're not at the main event, okay? You know what happened. I know what happened. You know, take a seat, grab a beverage, you know, enjoy yourself, and if... If you are enjoying yourself, leave me a comment. Leave me a like. Follow me on Twitter at P1StylesX. No, that's not it. At P1 underscore Bay Bay. I'm sorry, that was my old Twitter. At P1 underscore Bay Bay. That's B-A-Y-B-A-Y. -B -A -Y. You know, like Adam Cole, Bay Bay. You get it. You get it. P1, phenomenal one. And obviously, I'm no AJ Styles. But we're going to get to that. Don't worry. Don't worry. Like I said, grab a beverage, sit down. Here's how I would have booked it. You're asking for my opinion. You're you're on my show. You're obviously listening to my podcast. So here's how I would have booked it. It would have been a fatal four-way. Would have been Owens. Would have been Rollins. Would have been Big E Langston. And it would have been Bobby Lashley. And you want to know who would have won out of the four of those. The one who deserves it the most. Now, in this particular scenario, you might be asking yourself, do I feel lucky, punk? No, I'm joking. You might be asking yourself, who deserves it better? Or who deserves it more? Well, seeing as though that it was supposed to be a one-on-one -on -one and the rest of these characters that are in here are just filler, what I would have done was I would have given Big E Langston to Seth Rollins in a one-on-one -on -one match. Rather, I mean, they're... Already in a fatal four-way, so let's say that we, we fucked up the one-on-one -on -one opportunity. I would have kept Kevin Owens off TV. That's how I would have booked it. But anyway, let's say that uh, I didn't have a dog in the fight, and the fatal four-way went on as, as it was advertised. So I would have had Big E Langston win. <clears throat> I would have kept Brock Lesnar away from the match, and I would for that matter, have kept Brock Lesnar away from the Royal Rumble, which is going to happen um, January 29th. If you're enjoying yourself, like I said, follow me on Twitter. You don't have to be afraid. At P1Styles underscore Bay Bay. <clears throat> the point that I'm trying to make is this. Brock Lesnar is a part-time champion, a part-time wrestler, and for that matter, a part-time worker. 
for those of you who don't know, imagine a guy walks into work, but he only shows up three times a year. He gets paid more than you do. He does less work than you do. And um, he gets more benefits than you do. He gets paid time off. He gets vacation time. And whenever they need him, he shows up. But you only see him three times a year. Maybe four if you're lucky. Why would you hire someone like that? That makes no sense. WWE's flushing money down the toilet because that's exactly what Brock Lesnar does. What I mean to say is that for the Royal Rumble, here's how I would have booked it. Like I said, Biggie Langston wins, right? Langston wins the title. He retains his championship. It makes him look like a... a Strong champion. So a strong champion needs a strong contender. So I would either let Drew McIntyre or Seth Rollins win the um, championship um, or win the Royal Rumble opportunity, rather. Um, had that been the case, both Rollins and McIntyre would have a choice between Roman Reigns and Big E Langston. And if that were the case, you would have an opportunity to hear your audience and what they have to say. Would they rather see Drew McIntyre main event WrestleMania with Big E Langston, or would they rather see Seth Rollins main event WrestleMania with Roman Reigns, his former Shield brethren? And that one, that one that I just said, Roman Reigns versus Seth Rollins would have been something of a a spectacle. And do you know why? It's because now the shoe is on the other foot, ladies and gentlemen. It's because now Roman Reigns is the heel and Rollins is the face, believe it or not, because they're not booing him. They love Seth Rollins. Every time this man comes out, they're always cheering him, and that's why they call it Monday Night Rollins. Rollins steals the show night after night. Seth Rollins is the man, and we're about to get to um, his wife, by the way, his um, <clears throat> live-in girlfriend, or uh, I, I'm not sure what title to give the woman. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I messed that one up. What title to give the man? I don't know what to call her anymore. She's changing all of her pronouns, and I don't want to be sued. The point, of course, being is that Becky Lynch steals the show. And she does it on a consistent basis. All the time. Nonetheless, after they interview Kevin Owens, the Raw Tag Team Championships, this match was a sleeper. This match sucked. I expect more from... And as I told you guys later on in the show, or earlier on in the show, rather, um, whenever you have 8, 10, 12, 14 matches on a wrestling card, you would expect them to get better as they go. This one, this one blows. This one sucks. This one is the absolute garbage of the entire show. Okay, it was one RKO, and they were done. That's it. One RKO, and... They were absolutely done with it. That's all that it took. The match itself was pretty entertaining. Don't get me wrong. Because it was like <clears throat> a lot of high-flying action. A lot of... Um, <clears throat> a lot of ground wrestling. Technical wrestling. It seemed like Randy Orton carried the, the match a lot. And the Street Profits carried the match a lot because Riddle almost done nothing. You know, he was just there. That's what it looked like to me. Nonetheless, I gave it two out of five stars. Um, it couldn't hold my attention for more than five seconds. Not even half as good as the opening match was. RKO, one and done. No edge of my seat feeling. 
And also, I put a note here asking who the Mingos are. The Mangos are the Mingos are the. It's the the rap group I was talking about at the beginning of the show that I spent twelve minutes rambling about. Nonetheless, <clears throat> Corbin and Moss attacked Drew McIntyre from behind um, because they're mad about what happened. Kayla uh, Braxton interviews uh, interview with Brock Lesnar, and he gets a huge pop. I'm not really sure why they're... But after Kayla Braxton interviews Lesnar, and he says, and that's just not a prediction, that's a spoiler. And then he's, he winks, and then he goes back inside of his... Uh, locker room or his um dressing room nonetheless what ends up happening is um he gets like this huge pop you hear people going yay and then i'm like okay why why are we cheering brock because by the end of the night these people who are cheering him are going to have their their uh hands in their face they're going to be face palming and asking what the did i just witness it shows the Miz getting inked for yeah. I don't know if we talked about that last week or the week before, but the Miz got ink. And here's the thing. Here's the thing. This is probably why I wrote this down. There's, there's no bloodbaths, like there used to be whenever I was growing up. You don't believe me? Michael P.S. Hayes, for instance, he got a bloodbath. I'm pretty sure it's somewhere on YouTube. Michael P.S. Hayes was interviewing um, Gangrel, Edge, and Christian. And he got a bloodbath. I'm not sure how they did it. The lights went out, and then all of a sudden, there was blood everywhere covering Michael P.S. Hayes. And Gangrel and company was nowhere to be found. The entrance that Edge gave, by the way, was awesome. Oh, my God. Took me back to whenever I was a kid. <clears throat> I gave it three and a half out of five stars, though. You know, I really don't see the point in... Like, had it been up to me, I would have added The Miz to the um, match, the the main event, because he wasn't doing anything, you know. Either that or I would have let him just sit at home and, like, record another episode of Miz and Mrs. or tweet about it. Hey, I'm at home watching the day one pay-per-view great work guys you know tweeting about it or whatever by the way speaking of twitter why don't you follow me on twitter at p1 underscore bay bay i'm lagging a lot of followers even though i put in a lot of work as you can clearly hear my voice is strong and it's going to last long anyway had that been the case um the miz versus um edge i i, I liked it but not a lot. You know, like, it got annoying at times. I felt like The Miz had the match won, and I feel like that there's no point in Edge winning. It, it talk about putting over, putting up, putting over younger talent, rather. You know, like, whenever you look at the two of them, um, I feel like The Miz should have won just to be like, hey, you know, I'm I'm on a roll now, and now I think it's time that I should go face, like, and then whoever the WWE champion is, once again, once again, had I been putting the opportunity, had I been uh, given the opportunity to book that match, I would not have put The Miz in it, but I would have given The Miz another role, because I just told you guys what I would do had it been me uh, being put into a management opportunity. This podcast isn't about me, it's about the content, but this is a hypothetical. Had it been me who had been put into the um, situation to make the championship match, that's what I would have done. I would have either let Rollins, or I would have either let... It would have been between Rollins and McIntyre to win the Royal Rumble, and it would have been between Big E Langston and probably Rollins to win the WWE Championship match. If Rollins doesn't win the WWE Championship match from the Fatal 4-Way, 
then, uh, try to follow me here, Rollins doesn't win the Fatal 4-Way, right? Let's say that. <clears throat> Leading up to the Royal Rumble, I would give each competitor in that Fatal 4-Way a one-on-one -on -one championship opportunity. Owens has already had his, so I would just let him sit at home and eat cheese puffs, because that's what he's best at. Had that been the case, we would still have Bobby Lashley, we would still have Seth Rollins, and two weeks would go by, you know, no one would interfere, you know, because I'm not about that life, anything like that. But um, if Rollins wins his match, let's say that I was to book it that way, Rollins has his first one-on-one -on -one championship opportunity, he beats... Um, Biggie Langston. Either way that you look at it, though, if E wins, you know, and then goes on and beats Bobby Lashley, and then he has to face um, Rollins at the Royal Rumble, or after the Royal Rumble, either way you look at it, it's a money match. And like I said, I would play with the fans' hearts trying to figure out who it is that they wanted to see. Do they want to see Seth Rollins versus Roman Reigns? Do they want to see Drew McIntyre face off against Big E Langston? Or do they want to see Seth Rollins face off against Big E Langston? Which, in my opinion, the better match. And this is just my opinion. I'm sure a lot of people would agree with me. If you're going to put Seth Rollins in a match, the better match is against his Shield counterpart. It is obvious. And I mean extremely obvious that these two have worked together and they know each other like the backs of their hands. It is obvious that they have a lot of chemistry together, so Seth Rollins, Roman Reigns, always a money match. And whenever I say that, I mean it like it would be better to see Seth Rollins versus Roman Reigns, once again my opinion, versus Seth Rollins, versus seeing, rather, Seth Rollins face off against Biggie Langston. And then I would make sure that it was a um, slugfest between the two powerhouses, Drew McIntyre and Biggie Langston. The Scottish Warrior versus, um, I, I don't really don't know how to, the, the powerhouse of the, um, almost said the shield, holy crap, the powerhouse of the New Day, not the shield. New Day versus The Shield, though. Imagine that. Uh, Seth Rollins gets an interview, uh, nonetheless. Oh. But before we get to Seth Rollins' interview, before we get to that, arguably the best match of the night. Beth? Beth Phoenix, holy crap. Liv Morgan faced off against Becky Lynch. Almost said Beth, Beth Lynch, and I don't know why. Like, imagine that. Beth Phoenix and Becky um, do the fusion dance, like from Dragon Ball Z. We talked about Dragon Ball Z before. Also, if you like Dragon Ball Z, follow me on Twitter, at P1 underscore Bay Bay. I'm sorry that I keep doing that, but it's important that you follow me on all social medias, Twitter, uh, Instagram, um, <clears throat> not Facebook, Liv Morgan versus Becky Lynch, big time Bex, the man for the Raw Women's Championship. And I gave it a five out of five star rating. The second match of the night to receive a rating five out of five stars and it was B A beautiful in case you didn't already know. It was beautiful. So I'm confused. I'm confused as to why why a back and forth most of the highlights go Morgan and her beauty of a performance. 
Yes, Liv Morgan gave off a beautiful performance, but she did not get what she deserves. For two matches to happen between these two, also, Becky Lynch's performance was also beautiful. And do you know why? It's because Lynch had this almost like look on her face. Almost eerie looking. She was like, oh, I'm, I'm going to lose my title. Oh, no, I don't want to do that. Oh, she, she kicked out. She can't kick out. Oh, God. And, and she, it was almost like she was second guessing herself at every turn. Everything that she did. Uh, Liv Morgan kept kicking out. And then she was like, but she's never kicked out. She's never going to kick out. You could see her visibly talking to herself. The performance that she gave was absolutely flawless. To quote Lay Cool, to quote Michelle McCool and Layla. I know Layla had a last name, but I'm, I'm drawing a blank here. <coughs> Lay Cool. Remember that? Remember when they dressed up as a pig and then they called uh, Mickey James uh, Piggy James? Okay, look it up. You don't remember it? Okay, that's fine. You know what? I can remember it. You should be able to, too. You know what I'm saying, Tim Tim? Okay, let's go ahead and uh, get back to Seth. Seth Rollins gets interviewed after Big Tom Bex wins, so obviously it's a... And he doesn't sound worried at all. He's like, ha, 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 cackles. Ha, 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 Tom. Let me tell you something. <laughs> I'm Seth Rollins. And I've got nothing to worry about, let me tell you. Me and my best friend, Kevin Owens, it almost turned my stomach hearing him call Kevin Owens his best friend. <clears throat> I felt the tapeworm in my um, esophagus move around a little bit whenever he called Seth Rollins his best friend. <clears throat> Nonetheless, we go to it. It is a fatal five-way match, and I gave it two out of five stars. We've already talked about it. We've talked about it extensively. I do apologize for the uh, shortcut to it, but I'm not going to sit out here and talk about it like it's some grandiose, like we've got something to talk about because we've already talked about it. No point talking about something that we've already talked about, right? Okay, that's what I thought. If we've already talked about it, then there's really no point in talking about it anymore because I talked about it at the beginning of the program and I talked about how I would have done it better. I'm sure that you guys would have a different uh, plan, a different, uh, a different octave toward it, a different um, goal. That's the word that I'm looking for, goal. You guys would have a different um, outcome for it. Nonetheless, we got 10 minutes. What do you know? And I still got another pay-per-view to review. You know something? For you, for you, the viewers, I'm willing to go all the way. More than 10 minutes. If it takes that long, I'm going to review New Year's Evil. Ladies and gentlemen, Brock Lesnar was going to face Roman Reigns. But as we said at the beginning of the program, and as I said at the beginning of my notes, because I wrote it here twice, and then I even put a little note here beside that note to let myself know that I'd put it down already. As it says, as it, as it says, You've already wrote it down at the beginning of the notes. Brock Lesnar was supposed to face Roman Reigns, but Roman got COV-19. And I like how WWE is just going to act like that that never happened. They're just going to be like, hey, he's, he's clear to compete for um, next week's SmackDown. So even though it's like he took a week off, you know, even though he's an active champion, uh, we're not going to force him to um, relinquish his championship just yet. You know, like, and then you got this new kid, this new person, who's won their title. <clears throat> they won their championship, right? And um, even, even though they won their championship, they haven't really had to defend it as many times. Or for that matter, they don't go on a lengthy reign like Roman in AEW. You've got this other guy, you know that they're trying to make look weak by comparison, and that is Adam Page. But Page doesn't look, um, I wouldn't say weak, he just looks like green, you know? Like he's just starting off 
getting his, his championship reign started. Especially compared to Roman Reigns' championship reign, which has went on for... Um, crap, we reviewed that pay-per-view um, since early 2020, right? We reviewed that pay-per-view. It was Payback 2020. Alright, well, I had a few other things sampled down here. It says this match makes no sense. Why would Brock win? Once again, going back to what I was saying, he was added as... He was the earliest entry to add, so why would he win, you know? It's kind of like the Royal Rumble. You wouldn't expect number one to win, would you? But it's happened twice. Once with Shawn Michaels and another time with uh, what's it? Chris Benoit. I almost forgot his name, too. <clears throat> I promise you, people, I don't have a problem with remembering shit. I need to go buy me some fish oil. What the fuck? And why did they boo Becky? Please tell me. Why do you boo Becky Lynch? But cheer Brock Lesnar whenever he wins. Or not whenever he wins, but whenever he's given a fucking microphone. <coughs> uh, New Year's Evil. Okay, this one's painful. Let me tell you, ladies and gentlemen. The North American slash cruiserweight champion. Okay, this was supposed to be a... Um, they, they say that both titles are on the line for some stupid reason. That's what they say whenever Roddy Strong faces off against Carmelo Hayes. That's who he's facing, right? Yes, okay. Now, the announcer uh, says that both titles are on the line, but the... A uh, woman who who announces, like, uh, this match is for that announcer, not the commentator announcer. But nonetheless, <clears throat> she also says that, here's a quote from her, that the winner of the match will be recognized as, quote, the North American champion, NXT North American champion. She doesn't say... The winner will be recognized as both the North American champion and the cruiserweight champion. Even though that's what ends up happening after Carmelo Hayes wins. And that sucks. That was the first thing that they did wrong. Was... Why? Why did Carmelo Hayes win? I get it. NXT 2.0. And that becomes abundantly clear, especially throughout the night. Sucks. It really does. It grinds my gears and it sucks. Almost made me throw up right there. <clears throat> Plus, my voice is starting to get strained and this sucks. Like I said, it sucks. I mean, I see Roddick Strong do like these back-to-back -back punches he did, he did three pendulum backbreakers and a lion tamer and an angle slam, an Olympic slam, but still, how did Carmelo Hayes kick out of that? That's kind of like overkill. You know, Cody Rhodes, for instance, he did, the, uh, he did three, not one, not two, but three crossroads um, to Sammy Guevara um, last week, or uh, two weeks ago. Yeah, it was last week <clears throat> at their um, New Year's Bash event, and then he did a Tiger, uh, a Tiger Driver, AJ Styles, uh, Grayson Waller segment. Um, Pete Dunne tells Tony, "Now, I'm I'm gonna be I'm gonna be 100 with you guys. I don't know who Tony is, but he sounds like a badass." Like honestly, I don't know who Tony is, but he sounds like he 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 can push some some uh, weights. Because whenever you piss off people like Pete Dunne, <clears throat> you've got a death wish. You must have a death wish. You you must be flirting with disaster, because Pete Dunne scares me. Okay, <clears throat> he tells Tony. And I don't know who the fuck Tony is, but good luck, brother. To bring the cobar that he broke Pete's hand with, that he's going to need it. He's going to need the crowbar. 
Okay, so I thought that this one was for the NXT Tag Team Championships, but it wasn't because obviously it's a six-man tag team titles. Tag team match, rather, not a tag team titles match. Holy crap. It was a six-man tag team, not a titles match. Sorry for the long pause. I was trying to uh, burp. Nonetheless, Imperium, who is the champions, um, Marcelo Bartel, and I've, I've had trouble with this guy's name before, A Abian, Fabian Ackner, maybe, versus MSK and Riddle. <clears throat> I don't know who the fuck MSK is, just like I don't know who, who um, sings that song, Straightening, Straightening. Straightening. We've already been over that. Amigos. Amigos. The Three Musketeer Amigos. The point, of course, is they need to make a collab with Bad Bunny and stay the fuck away from me. <clears throat> I gave it two out of five stars. Honestly, almost nothing happened. Um, it was good to see... It was good to see Walter... And I didn't know who MSK was, but I wrote down their individual their individual um, names so that I would know who makes up the group of MSK. Um, very sorry. I know what you guys are thinking. You know, he calls himself a wrestling fan, but he doesn't know who half these people are. But I don't watch NXT. I'm sorry. I don't read up on NXT. NXT 2.0. Honestly, and if this is any indication as to how NXT 2.0 is going to be, then I don't want to watch it. It's boring. This, these three matches, two two matches between the cruiserweight champion, um, or the former cruiserweight champion rather, um, Roddick Strong and Carmelo Hayes. Strong was the only person that I knew who was in that match um, prior to knowing that this happened. I was like, oh, okay, Roderick Strong is in a match. And I'd already seen Carmelo Hayes with the, um, what's, what's the name of that? And once again, me forgetting shit, right? Um, the War Games match. The freaking War Games match. I'd seen Carmelo Hayes there, and I wasn't impressed. He started off the match with Johnny Gargano. The only reason I wasn't impressed is because I didn't know who he was to begin with, but I tried to keep an open mind, but it's very, very hard to do that whenever you're seeing your childhood hero get beat up with a kendo stick inside of a cage on top of that. The point. And we're getting to that point. AJ Styles, uh, Grayson Waller segment, which once again we've talked about. Every match here seems to be getting a 2 out of 5 stars rating, though, just because they're boring. There's nothing exciting happening. What happened to NXT? Yeah, AJ Styles came out and said that these people are passionate. And that's what I talked about last week. Two weeks ago, rather, at the um, War Games event that we talked about um, two or three weeks ago. That's exactly what I said. I said that the crowd there is alive and passionate. The NXT women's uh, title was on the line, and I gave it two out of five stars. Again, because even though Mandy Rose was... Mandy Rose was the highlight of this match. And we've talked about women's wrestling before and how beautiful it is and how it should be held up to a, a different standard. Mandy Rose, as a matter of fact, outsmarted her opponent in Court of Jade. The rookie fell for a mistake. And for that matter, probably how it was booked. But <clears throat> I'm glad that it wasn't booked like your standard wrestling match. I'm glad that it wasn't that way because I was expecting it to go on longer and longer and longer. I was expecting Cora Jade to kick out and then after that, um, 
uh, hit a backbreaker, and then Mandy Rose gets up with a kip up, and then oh, left and rights, and then back and forth, and then back and forth, and then back and forth. Even though it would have been nice to see that, a little bit of back and forth, and then in and out, and Raquel and and um, Mandy Rose and Cora Jade and Raquel and Mandy Rose and Cora Jade and Raquel and everybody's getting their crap in, you know, because it's a triple threat match and we got to hurry up for the main event. It's good to see Mandy Rose in the co-main event, by the way, and might I say, she made a great entrance on a helicopter, by the way. But the last time Shane McMahon tried to make an entrance on a helicopter, or for that matter, Kobe Bryant tried to make an entrance on a helicopter, something bad happened. So I do apologize for that joke, by the way. It probably hit below the belt. <clears throat> Rest in peace, Kobe. And um, you will be missed. And Shane McMahon, I hope that you're okay, too. Nonetheless, what I mean to say is that the NXT Championship was on the line. Oh, yeah, uh, one more thing. Mandy Rose, she won, she won via a jackknife cover. <clears throat> a modified jackknife cover, might I add. <clears throat> you don't see that too often, by the way. Usually you see, oh, my God. Wait a minute. Was, was that... That was the finishing move. One, two, three. Oh my God, we've got a new champion. Usually you see something like that. So it kind of caught me off guard to see just a... What seemed to be, from Mandy Rose, a psychological... Um, if you were there and you were watching it, you would see it too. Like she's hanging onto the ropes and then Cora Jade didn't see her hanging onto the ropes and then she pins Cora Jade for the one, the two, the three, and then she just rolls out and she's like, well, I won. My work here's done. And it was almost like three, four, or five minutes. That's it. That's all that it took. She doesn't get paid by the hour, and quite frankly, I don't blame her. If I got paid by the hour, <clears throat> I, I do get paid by the hour, by the way. Don't tell my supervisor. <clears throat> I do get paid by the hour, by the way. Don't tell my supervisor. <clears throat> anyway, my point, of course, being is that the NXT Championship match was up next. And I was hoping, because every match on this card has practically been a sleeper for the NXT New Year's Evil. This has been the most boring pay-per-view that I've ever had to watch in my entire life. And it was about to reduce me to tears so I was hoping you know what something exciting has got to happen you know something exciting better happen or else I'm calling it off the entire thing the whole shebang this thing right here that you call podcast it's a joke it's what I was telling myself you just want to give out two out of five stars? What? Not to sound like Steve Austin, but what? The NXT Championship match between Tommaso Ciampa and Braun Breaker. Not to sound like a parrot that keeps repeating what it keeps saying, or a broken record, but I gave it three out of five stars. I thought that, uh, yeah, you guys thought that I was going to say two out of five, didn't you? Got him! Anyway, the point, of course, being is that um, I put down, it had near falls, got, somebody got put through an announce table, I'm pretty sure that, that was uh, uh, Tommaso Ciampa, even his name's right here, I don't know how I momentarily forgot it, or for that matter, you know, I mean, I spelled it wrong, but I know who I'm talking about. And I put right here. It was kind of boring, though. Now, the reason that it was kind of boring, because I'd just been through but four or five matches, and I didn't even put down what happened to Von Wagner. Von Wagner apparently attacked one of the members of the crowd for whatever reason, uh... 
some guy came out and started talking about how uh, he's got a university and he's going to give someone a, a full scholarship for that university. Um, I, d I didn't put that down because it's it wasn't worth putting down. But I, I remember it, you know? I remember it. Nonetheless, if you haven't already, follow me on Twitter at P1 underscore Bay Bay. If you haven't already, follow me on Instagram. I know some of you may or may not have an Instagram, and I'm not sure why, because there are some bitches over on Instagram. There are some bitches. I'm talking thick. Thicker than a cream-filled donut. That's what I'm talking about. There are some bitches over on Instagram thicker than a cream-filled donut, in case you didn't hear me. My point, of course, being is that if you don't already, follow me on Instagram. You think that I'm going to say at P1 underscore baby, but I'm not. I'm going to say at Mocha, M-O-K-A underscore C-P-R. And from there, you can get my Discord. Well, it's not my Discord. It's, it's my Discord tag, but speaking of which, Discord. There's going to be a Discord called the Spirit of Professional Wrestling that I will be working on later on. I should have it up by March. I know that seems like a long time, but um, I've got a lot going on right now. Thank you so much for tuning in, ladies and gentlemen. I'm sorry that it was 10 minutes longer than what it's supposed to be, but I spent an extra 10 minutes talking about that stupid fucking song from the Mingos, or the Mangos, or the... the. Good night, ladies and gentlemen. Good night. Have yourselves a wonderful night.